Well, good day, everybody. Welcome. Pastor Tim Carsket here on our daily podcast, Christian Sinners Report. So glad you joined us. We're teaching this week on avoiding the religious spirit. Today, we're going to talk about the first religious spirit that ever manifested in the earth and what we can learn from that so that we don't walk in that same issue. All right, let's listen. I need you to open my eyes to see that you're shaping my having a good day today. Welcome. It is Wednesday. It is the 8th day of February 2023. Thanks for joining us and following us on this podcast, whatever platform you're on. Again, we always remind everybody, please share this with your friends, subscribe to our channels, whether it be on Podbean, Apple, or one of the other platforms. We thank God that there are so many ways you can listen And we are spending this week talking about the religious spirit, tying back to the warning that was given by Chuck Pierce prophetically about that we will be dealing with the religious spirit for the next two years in a major way and to make sure that it's not part of our lives. So we're trying to give instruction, insight, wisdom on how to deal with it with our own lives before we ever look at somebody else struggling with that, reminding you that the Shema, the Deuteronomy 6 passage, and also in Mark chapter 12 is our path out of this spirit, which is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, your mind, and your strength. And then the second great commandment, to love your neighbor as yourself. That is the path away from the religious spirit uh, because it will transform your mind, the way you think of others, the way you think about yourself. And today we're going to talk about the first time we see a religious spirit manifest in the earth. Where did it come from? It had to have a birth. And so we'll talk about that and you'll understand why in a minute that uh, it still is a continuing struggle. It's part of the curse that came in the earth when sin happened in the garden. And we pray that each every day, every and every day has been a helpful tool to you. Uh, We'll do today and tomorrow and lay those foundations for you. And then let's pray that God's grace would be upon us all and to strengthen us as we walk past this. Because the last thing we want to do is allow the Spirit to have a foothold in our nation, especially here in America, where the government now will partner with a religious spirit and then dictate how we worship, where we worship, and how, and and which ways we can worship. We're already starting to see the precursors of that. We talked about that last week. And uh, we just want to be those who fight for freedom, and that's what this podcast is about. So let's, let's journey a little bit in the past in the Bible and think about where this possibly came from. We talked about how the religious spirit is tied to the tree of knowledge of good and evil because the Word says that it brings spiritual death or death. So the, the death spirit that came to the church or to the body of believers we saw in the days of Christ through the Pharisees and Sadducees was because their knowledge 
of good and evil. They decided what good was and what evil was. And by partaking in that, Adam and Eve, when they ate of that tree, they were partaking in the, the seed for a religious spirit. So what happens is when you, when you walk under this spirit, and they, they experienced that, was you get into self-centeredness because the scripture tells us that they started looking at themselves. So then the first child born to them after partaking of this fruit was Cain, who is the first biblical model of a man controlled by a religious spirit. It says in Genesis 4, 2, that he was a tiller of the ground, or he was, in a sense, earthly minded. So religious spirits will always seek to keep focused on the earthly realm rather than the heavenly realm. That's why it goes into works, performance, because that's the root of it. So the seed, if we want to call it this, the seed of Cain judges by what is seen and cannot understand those who endured to see what is unseen. We see that declared in Hebrews eleven twenty seven. In Revelation 13, 11, the second beast, it says, comes up out of the earth. And we've been warning about this because that spirit's going to come back in the earth at the end of the age. Because the spiritual seed of Cain are what? The tillers of the ground. Remember, that was part of the curse. So earthly mindedness produced one of the most evil beasts in the world we'll ever know. That's what the scripture tells us in the book of Revelation. So Cain, he tried to, you know the story, uh, he tried to make an offering to the Lord from what? His own works, his own labors. So while Abel had a different offering, his was to perform. So what did God do? God rejected that sacrifice, but he accepted Abel's sacrifice of blood. So the fruit of our labors, and, and we can see this through Scripture. We see it in Hebrews. We see it uh, through so many other passages that our labors are never an acceptable offering to the Lord. We are to do good works, but it's not an offering. This was a statement from the beginning that God would only accept the blood of the Lamb. So instead of receiving his correction and repenting. Remember, God warned Cain about that. He became jealous of his brother and he killed him. So anybody who attempts to live by their own works will often become enraged or angry at those who take their stand on the righteousness of the lamb. Because what happens is they compare themselves with them and they think, I've worked harder. I've done more deeds. And all they're doing is leaning on the grace of God. And so there becomes this, this bitterness, this anger in their heart. That's why Saul of Tarsus, the, uh, the Pharisee of the Pharisees, he said, was so enraged, angry at Christians because they represent the greatest threat to what the Pharisees had built uh, their whole lives around because they had built that you get exalted, that you get platform, that you get opportunity by your works. And the fact that these Christians were now having a voice, like Stephen was, you know the story when they stoned him, and others, Peter and John, all of a sudden signs, wonders, and miracles, people started following him, much less going all the way back to Christ. So they were becoming angry because here they did all this work, and here these guys come along uneducated, unprepared for, quote, the ministry, but all of a sudden they have immediate platform ministry in the world. 
because of the grace of Christ. So religions that are based on works will easily, listen to me, become violent. Look at Islam. Perfect example. Uh, and, and even in some of your Christian groups, your right, you know, your radical wings, I should say, of Christian groups, they'll become violent. And that, in, and so it doesn't limit itself to just, you know, a false religion. It can get into si- inside Christianity. We talked about that already about the Roman church in its day. And so what happens is that the doctrine of works has supplanted the cross of Christ. And this is why you must understand that although we do works, we understand that the works we do are because of the grace of God. The Lord said, if a man hates his brother, he is guilty of murder. Matthew 5, 21, 22 tells us that. And James talks about it too. Others, other scriptures where hatred is equal to murder. So those who are driven by religious spirits may well try to destroy people by the means other than maybe, you know, I'm not talking about taking their lives physically, but they'll slander them. They'll um, speak against them in ministries. They'll rage against them. Uh, and it's the same spirit that caused Cain to slay his brothers. We see this um, Bethel out in California, uh, Bill Johnson and their groups. I, I, at one time, I don't know if they still do it, there would be websites and YouTube pages that after they do a service, immediately would attack them after a service and just literally break down the service and list everything that they did wrong. And we see this uh, in, out of California. There's a big ministry there recently, a couple of years ago, had a conference called Strange Fire Attacking Our Movement, the prophetic apostolic movement, actually showing videos of us and, and just attacking us. See, that's what happens. When, when you walk under the power and the grace of God, when somebody comes under works and they're in a religious spirit, they're going to attack and literally try to murder your reputation, murder who you are. That's what they tried to do to Jesus. So in Ezekiel 37, the prophet was taken to the valley full of dry bones and asked if the bones could live. The Lord then commanded him to prophesy to the bones. As he prophesied, they came together, came to life, and became a great army. See, this isn't a test that every true ministry must pass. A true prophet can see a great army even in the midst of the driest of bones. We have to have this ability to prophesy life to the things that look like they're not going to make it, that they can come to life, and we can have an army. And that's, that's a sign that you don't have a religious spirit because a religious spirit will look at the dryness and say there's no hope there. But the grace of God will say all things can be restored. A false prophet with a religious spirit will do little more than just tell the bones how dry they are. Oh, you're horrible. You're backwards. And just really release discouragement, condemnation, rather than imparting life into the circumstances that somebody's going through. This is our responsibility as a prophetic people, and that's what we try to be. Uh, it doesn't matter how dry. Sometimes I go to places where, you know, it, it really needs help, and they'll bring me in or bring us in and say, hey, can you pray over this? We've been given authority. The apostolic, the prophetic, has been given authority by God to do what? To build up and to tear down. But we have no right to tear down if we're not going to first build up. Bob Jones always used to teach us. It's a double-edged sword. He said, if you're going to cut somebody, you better take the other edge and you better heal them. 
And then we believe in that. You should give no one the authority to bring correction to people under the uh, under our care unless they f- they have a history of also bringing life to them, building people up. You shouldn't bring somebody in to let them tear people down and yet give them no hope for the future. Some may say that that you know that if we did that, we wouldn't have any prophetic ministry, but that's not true. Prophets need to have the heart to build people up. That's what we teach. We believe. And to lift people up is, is the best and the most powerful thing we can do. A religious spirit will not want to build up. It will want to point out what's wrong because if they can do that, the spirit that is, then they look better in the sight of the ones that they're tearing down. So the tearing down is in order for the self-exaltation. Remember, Cain, Adam and Eve, it was self-centeredness. It was all about them. So Jude said that there are grumblers, fault finders, and he calls them hidden reefs in your love feast, Jude 12 through 16. Now think about that. Here you are in your love feast, worshiping God, enjoying the goodness of God, and these fault finders come in and try to destroy it. I remember once we were praying for our community. We had a, a group of pastors. We'd been praying for months and just began to believe God for that. And, and we had some fault finders come in, some grumblers. And they got in our midst, in the midst of our prayer team. And then the next thing you know, they started just speaking death over what we were trying to do. Oh, others have prophesied this. It never happens. Every city has a call. What makes our city special? You know, They were saying things like that. And I'm telling you, that darkness got into our group. And I didn't think those little statements like that that could do that, but they did. And, and we can see from this, this story like that, that, that we have to understand that, that unrighteous fault finding in, in a pointing out what's wrong uh, is an extreme result of a religious spirit. And we are not called to have that spirit. We are called to have that spirit of life. Let's learn from what Cain did. Cain just felt like for whatever reason that he had to perform. He didn't want to go the grace path. Where did he learn it from? It was from that tree of knowledge, good and evil. Abel, for whatever reason, tapped into the tree of life. And he recognized that the sacrifice was worth it. Where did he learn that from? Remember when Adam and Eve needed clothing, it said there was uh, a skin was given to him. So he saw the Lord's sacrifice in order to give coverage for sin. And he recognized that truth. And we have to recognize that truth. Our works, our actions will never bring us into a closer relationship with God. It is relying on his great sacrifice for us. So let's learn from this. That was the first time we see a religious spirit. And that curse came into the earth. And we are called to go back to the garden and restore it back to the way it was supposed to be. Which is that Christ died for us all. He covers our sins. He removes them as far as the east is from the west. What a great love we have from him. So Father, I pray for everybody listening today. Let them be encouraged and built up. And understanding that we don't have any other sacrifice to offer other than what you offered for us. So we present that to you, Lord, and say, forgive us. And we walk in the truth of your word. All right. See you. Well, thanks for listening today and each and every day on these applications. Here at Christian Centers Report, we feel like our passion, our desire is to equip the saints to do the work of the ministry. And we're hoping that this ministry is helpful to you. 
If it is, thanks for blessing us. You can sow into us at ChristianCentersReport.com. There's a give button or on our app. Remind you, we're still going through February. If you want to go to our trip to Israel through uh, Europe and on, May 4th through 20th. Go to our sites and you can learn more about it. God bless you. See you tomorrow.